Radio Stone Update is brought to you this month by the China Xiamen International Stone Fair, the world's largest hard surface event, sent for October 27th through 30th, and the online Cloud Xiamen Stone Fair, going on now at cloud.stonefair.org.cn. Hi, I'm Kay Shipper with the latest from Radio Stone Update. As fabricators and installers survey the damage done to their businesses by the COVID-19 pandemic, a research study shows a bad news, good news scenario for global demand. Global Countertops, a study authorized by the Fredonia Group, states that in the near term, the demand for higher-end countertop materials is expected to drop. The reasons? Declines in global economic output and the disruption of materials production, such as engineered stone. However, the study also predicts an increase of 2.6% per year to 602 million square meters by 2024. The recovery is based on several factors, including rising income levels, a rapidly expanding non-residential construction sector, particularly in the Asia-Pacific region, and an increase in installations of countertops in both residential and non-residential applications. The study adds that the market, in value terms, will be supported by increased spending in developed countries for remodeling projects as consumers upgrade to higher-value surfaces. In the United States, the majority of countertops are sold to the remodeling market. Engineered Stone will continue to expand its share of the countertop market. In the United States and Canada, Engineered Stone is competing with lower-cost materials such as laminate. Countries that are expected to post the fastest advances are Brazil, India, Mexico, and Thailand. China is the world's largest countertop market and will account for fully 17% of all market gains in absolute terms through 2024. While the coronavirus is on the minds of many people in this country, in Australia the focus remains on silica, since registration opened for stoneworkers in that country's state of Victoria in May 2019, more than half of them have signed up for a testing program. The free assessments are part of the government's strategy to protect workers from exposure to silica dust and prevent silicosis and other silica-related diseases. More than 700 of the state's 1,400 stoneworkers are now signed up, and almost 500 have completed the initial screening process, which can take up to three months. Approximately three-quarters of those who've completed the initial screening have been referred for secondary screening, with 78 individual claims filed after positive diagnoses for silicosis. A compensation process is in place for those workers and their families so they can get the personalized treatment and support they need. The state's goals are to finish registering the remainder of its stone workforce this year, as well as developing a licensing process for engineered stone, which is seen as being high risk because of its concentration of crystalline silica. The state is also looking at a statewide ban on dry cutting and a new compliance code. North American stone fabricators might be thinking about safety when it comes to engineered stone, or natural quartz if you prefer, but they're also likely wondering just how long it will be dominated by light or white colors. The answer is simple. White isn't going away anytime soon. As anyone who's worked in the stone industry knows, a lot of what goes out the door is a matter of fashion. 
those greenish slabs of granite you have in the yard just aren't going to cut it if everyone from home designers to the next-door neighbors are going with lighter marbles. In fact, that's what's driving a great deal of what we're seeing in the natural quartz market right now. People want lighter shades of marble and limestone in their kitchens, but they're also wary of the need for care and maintenance the natural products require. Add to that the manufacturer's ability to make a wide range of shades and tones, both solid and veined, and it's easy to see why there's a white option for just about every project. Says Elizabeth Margulies, vice president of marketing for Caesarstone for North America. You know, white is an interesting color because there's probably, you know, more than a hundred different shades of white. So when we say white, um, you know, that can mean different things to, to different people. There are certainly cool whites, warm whites, yellow whites, blue whites, mm-hmm. pink whites. So, you know, I think that it's sort of a misnomer to try and reduce it all to, um, you know, to, to one color. But that being said, I think that what that means is that it really is such a neutral. And for anybody that is working in any kind of color tone and any kind of light, um, you know, natural, north-facing, south-facing, tropical, whatever it may be, you can Mm -hmm. find the right white that works for you. Still, if you want to keep ahead of the curve on what's coming in the future, quartz manufacturers say keep an eye on fashion and not necessarily what people are wearing. Markets that tend to influence include furniture, especially cabinets, plumbing fixtures, and appliances. And if you want to know more about this story, you can catch our article on the topic in the latest issue of Stone Update magazine at magazine.stonemag.com. This is Emerson Schwartzkopf, editor and publisher of Stone Update. COVID-19 likely made a difference in U.S. imports of hard surfaces in April. The $290.4 million worth of goods entering U.S. ports of entry marked a 6.9% decline from March's total. Hard surface imports come to the U.S. by the proverbial slow boat, the container freighter, that takes anywhere from four to eight weeks to make the voyage to this country. Given that the crisis built steadily from late February, a slowdown in shipments would start to manifest itself in April, although May imports will show a better picture of the coronavirus effect. Marble and quartz surfaces both dropped almost 9% in import values from March to April, and porcelain skidded by 12%. Oddly enough, the only market sector showing an increase is granite, which rose 10% to $55.4 million. You'll get all the numbers on April imports later this week with the latest hard surface report. Look in your email for an announcement or check our website at latest.hardsurfacereport.com. And now, back to Kay Shipper. While we're all a little stressed from the COVID-19 pandemic, it's also bringing out the best in some people. For instance, the Granite and Marble Depot of Aurora, Illinois, decided to salute frontline responders to the crisis by awarding new countertops to five local people. The company is asking residents in the Aurora and Naperville areas west of Chicago to nominate nurses, first responders, grocery store workers, and others who have inspired people during what the shop calls these unique times. Partnering with the Granite and Marble Depot are MSI, Decton by Cosentino, Viaterra USA, Cambria, and Caesarstone U.S. And sure, new countertops will bring joy to five hard-working people, but what about the rest of us? 
while Braxton Bragg is planning to lighten the spirits of its customers by handing out ice cream treats to emphasize its customer service and delivery during June, which also happens to be National Dairy Month. Company officials are quoted as saying they want to bring some treats and joy to customers, along with a great selection of tools. They also stress that with the company's wide range of products and accessories, it's like getting ice cream complete with whipped cream, chocolate, and sprinkles on top. Remember, you can read more about the ongoing appeal of white quartz at magazine.stonemag.com. Keep up with all the industry news through our online newsletter, Slab and Sheet. And check the notes on this episode's webpage for links to everything in this broadcast. I'm Kay Shipper for Radio Stone Update, and we'll see you here again soon.